guys, welcome to season two of The Next America. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and I am so excited to be back. I'm excited for the content in this season. We are going to address things that are going on in every sphere of influence here in America, because what we do today determines the America that our kids inherit, that our grandkids inherit. It determines what we do today determines what happens five years from now, 10 years from now. It's very important. And what I'm so excited about too is since I was a little girl, I had a really hard time functioning today if I didn't have vision for what was coming. And even biblically speaking, people without vision perish. And so we're here to bring clear vision from men and women who are doing the do. They're doing this stuff. They're out there bringing reformation, every sphere of influence without compromise. And I know that so many of you are at home and I love being able to like, I love having the opportunity to sew into people. I love knowing the practicals of what to do, how to get involved. And I know every topic may not be what you feel called to quote unquote do, but we can be informed, but there could be an episode that comes along that tickles your ears and makes you say, hey, I need to go get involved. And then the person is telling you practically ground level how you can be part of it. So I am so pumped to kick off this season with one of my dear friends, Philippa Bullions, and we're talking about family, entertainment, and education. We're not messing around today, girlfriend, right? <laughs> no, and Jimmy Lynn, I love what you are doing, and I have just been so blessed by you, so I hope everyone else is as blessed as I've been um, just by knowing you and what you're doing, I think is, is so important, so Thank thankful you. to be a part. <laughs> I feel the same way about you and also this is real life I just heard a car like speed by our house so I'm not editing it out welcome to the next America at the Walnut household um no I I would love for you if you would just briefly let people know like boom 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 this is what my hands have been in this is what I feel called to and we're just gonna hop right in so that people can have a little intro of you awesome well I was born into the entertainment industry in a Christian household, so it was a very interesting, different uh, way to live. I, my, my mother had an agency and a school. Um, she represented people like Miley Cyrus and a lot of Ford models and things like that. Like That's how I grew up. I took acting classes with Miley Cyrus, and um, she was really good and successful at it. But she also, she gave all of her students Bibles and she baptized people in bathtubs and, and things like that. So it was a, my parents are actually on World Strictest Parents Australia, and there is a video on YouTube about it. So it's one of those, yeah, I had a very interesting um, upbringing and it shaped me, but I'm, I'm called entertainment. I'm part of the entertainment industry. I've been, um, I was writing stories as soon as I could start writing um but about oh it's 14 years ago now I felt God call me specifically to help a friend finish one of her writing projects when I was seeking the Lord like what if why am I here and he told me to help this woman um with writing and I was an artist as well but so I just I said yes it was kind of scary but um 10 years after I started writing with her we had a Dove Award nominated um, feature film called I'm Not Ashamed. And it's about the Rachel Joy Scott um, story from Columbine. She was the first victim in the Columbine shooting. So I think it's available on Pure Flix and maybe some other places as well. Also did a film called Eight Days to Fight Human Trafficking. Um, so we're using entertainment um, to tell stories and highlight God's character and to move people to to make a change, um, to transform culture, um, to further, you know, the good and the next things they do. So I'm also a mom. I'm a wife, um, 14 years. I'm very passionate about kids and our next generation. Uh, that's a little bit about me. Also, she's an author. Don't be fooled and host. That's like, true. <laughs> yeah. And you have like the show with you and Katie and Listen, yeah. she's just, there's a lot of amazing things about her, but what I will tell you too, is if Philippa and her husband put their hands to the plow, they don't talk the talk. Do y'all ever go to those conferences? This is what this podcast will not be. When you go to those conferences and you get hyped up and you leave and you have no practical ways to fulfill, like you just went and somebody encouraged you, but they didn't give you practical ways to transform what you're putting your hands to. Like, this is different. This is 
This is a woman who brings transformation and raises people up around her to do the same. And um, anyway, so I, I just, I'm so excited. So let's dive in here, okay? Let's address what you see in the next America. We're gonna break down family, education. Well, let's do, yeah, let's talk about family first and then you can go whichever direction you want to, but let's break it down. Talk about what you see coming in the next America and why you feel it's important for you to be part of it and the people tuning in. Um, I actually had a dream last year, a very interesting, cause I'm a writer. So I, the Lord shows me things. I see things and my, it's just, yes. And I actually haven't had a ton of dreams in a while because my kids don't sleep very well and I'm woken up often, but I had a very vivid dream last year. Um, this was during COVID, a lot of the stay at home things. And so this is kind of, kind of weird, but I had a very clear um, thing from the Lord from it. Um, I was in, I'm just going to share it because it's about family and education and entertainment. I was in my old home um, where I grew up and I was in the living room and I was small. I was a very small um, person. And, and I was with my grandfather who was a Korean war veteran. And I think there were some other people around us, but I was in front of the TV. The TV was up here behind me. I'm in the living room. There were a lot of blankets and chairs and everything's big because I'm small. And all of a sudden, um, this is kind of weird, but there were these soldiers coming over and attacking us in the living room in front of the TV. And they just kept coming and coming and coming. And a lot of people went down. Um, and it was me and my grandfather for a long time fighting off these these little soldiers and we were all little um, and he went down too and it was just me standing but um, I just kept steady and we won like we won and then after after the battle after we won the battle in the living room in front of the television um, there was an invitation and, and it was things about entertainment and the seasons changing um, new things coming so I got very clearly from that interesting dream, but it's just the language that I speak, um, that there was going to be a battle. There was a fight over families. It was in the living room, which is where most of the activities of the family happen. That's where you do the most living together in the living room. It was my childhood home and it was front of the, in front of the TV. So um, those things I think are critical and education as well in shaping our next generation. There's a lot of things that um, need work and need people to work in them. But I think as far as the next generation, we're going to lose them if we do not fight the battle um, in family and entertainment and in education, if we do not fight those battles. And a lot of people went down. Um, I felt like the Lord was saying generationally, I represented like millennial and men mothers, like mothers my age. Um, but it was, it was like millennials. That's what I represented. And my grandfather represented that older age group. Not our parents, but grandfather, he's 90. And, and I felt like the Lord was saying it was morality. It was a morality thing too. Um, that was one of the things the Lord showed me is that the older generation, like 80, 90s, they were standing for truth and morality and, and, me representing the millennials came up with them um, and we were fighting together and the older generation couldn't anymore like they were falling away they were um but we still won like we were fighting together for a time we won and then after we won people came back um so yeah so i saw it's a battle it's a battle and the lord's kind of giving me some different strategies <laughs> to fight those things um because we Yes, I do believe you'll win with getting no matter how big the army you're facing, if God's called you to do something, if he's with you, who can stand against you? So we just got to, you know, gotta fight back. That's Depend. so good. Yeah, we do. And, and it's interesting because right now, you know, in order for us to be able to accomplish so much of what you're saying, we need one another, you know, it's a big key, which even in our yeah. friendship, you know, like we have you know, linked arms with two other women, you and I with two other women to like, make sure that what God put in us is accomplished. We meet together once a month. 
And I think that it's really important to surround yourself with people who see what God put inside you and that stoke those flames. I really do. Okay, so let's dive into this. We look at media today and it's so easy to slander media, which one thing that you will always <laughs> yeah. discover when I'm around is we're not going to be slandering or bad talking anything because I want authority in the areas that the Lord mm -hmm. has called me to be in. And I believe media is one mm -hmm. of those places. I love media. I've actually like, didn't realize I was in sin before I was scrolling through Instagram and this guy started talking about the Sabbath. And I was like, oh my goodness. I haven't been taking a Sabbath. I'm in sin. And I repented and I started taking a Sabbath every single week. And so like awesome. things like that, I'm like, that's the power of media. I have a friend who got saved through media and the person who <laughs> they listen to preach may never know that they're the one when they were preaching that, you know, this person gave their life to Jesus because of it, but they did like, yeah. there's power in it. Wow. Right. So as a mm -hmm. believer, I want to be the one that scrolls, you know, and, and that people encounter Jesus in it. And, and it may not even yeah. be about Jesus, but it's his love and it's his creativity and it's his wisdom, whatever it is, people mm -hmm. see it. So I feel like there's hope in entertainment as well in this regard and mm -hmm. in education and family. So what are some yeah. of the things in this battle right now that we're facing? There's so many moms and dads who are listening in are facing or grandparents or future parents, mm -hmm. like. What are the things that you're like, well, clearly this is what's going on and we're going to have to mobilize. And then we can talk about the solutions as well. Of course, we're not going to ever talk about something that we don't have solutions for. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's the enemy's really going after the family. That was the core thing. And um, we're spending at least 40 hours a week on entertainment, which is <laughs> more time than they're spending with their parents. Definitely more time than they're spending at church. So entertainment and the education system are you know educating our kids um we have to start putting our money where our mouth is and our time um there you know it's a it's a tricky thing where i don't believe we are supposed to pull out um, because what has happened with like the mpaa rating system for example there used to be a church board that was responsible for the ratings on the MPAA rating system. There was a church board and they just all of a sudden decided this is the devil's work and they weren't going to be a part of it. So now we have entertainment that is morally bankrupt a lot of times um, or pushing, um, you know, evil kind of thoughts and ideas and but um, one thing and the I like MPAA, to say, the MPAA is like G, like the people that watch yes, a movie and they yes. rate it just to clarify thank for, you. <laughs> for people who may not know. Yes. No, thank you. I, I yeah, I forget because I walk in that a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've that's what happened when the church pulled out. So we're kind of responsible as a, as the body of Christ for where it is now. And so we've got to step back in. Um, and kind of, yeah, we have to fix it. So we can't, and it's, oh, it's entertainment is such a slippery slope too, where you can start watching something and you're justifying it and it's okay. And then like something worse and worse and worse, and you just get, um, numb to sin that way. Um, and there's a saying I like to say a lot with kids it's it's watch and learn that's how they learn <laughs> it's the, that's why their mannerisms look the same as their parents that's why they're speaking the same as their parents and their friends it's or their teachers it's what they see so it's it's a very powerful form of of media um in education is is what we're seeing on tv so yaku and i my husband and i we feel very called um to create content that brings to light God's character and for the, the saved and the lost, um, for the seeker, for everybody, but just people need to see truth. Um, and so I really feel like these are areas that the church body needs to invest in. I feel like these are the biggest forms of, of our mission field in the United States are in education and in media. So I, yeah, that's what we've got to focus on if we're going to win our culture back. <laughs> <laughs> I was on mute. I was on mute. Rookie mistake. I should know better. No, it's interesting because right now, if we're going to talk about what we're seeing, even in the news, we're seeing, you know, there are more kids being pulled out of public school than ever. 
which mm-hmm. I do believe is the answer for many, but it may, it's definitely not the answer for all. And it's not possible for all right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see this curriculum that's being pushed. And, and listen, the next America, when we talk about it from the perspective, mm-hmm. I'm not taking party sides. I'm taking kingdom of heaven side biblically. And there is male yeah. and there is female, period. There are two sexes. All right. We don't need to be yeah. going off on anything else. All right but our education system is pushing. And it's like, where are these parents' voices? I don't even have children. And I'm like, I'm about to show up to the school board and I can't, and I've seen people do it. And, yeah. and I feel like there's, there's curriculum being pushed and it. The only reason why it would be pushed is because we aren't doing anything about it. So it's what true. does this look like? Cause I, I know I've seen Yaku speak up at school boards and whatnot. So mm-hmm. practically speaking for people tuning in, what does this mm-hmm. look like? Like, do we homeschool? Do we not? How do we get our school board to stop agreeing with curriculum that's bring that's yeah. way too early for kids to be talking about whatever it may be across the board? There, and we fight um, trafficking and abuse. Yeah. So, like this is this is huge. And I wish people would understand that, like entertainment and pornography can fuel the demand for trafficking. And so, when you start teaching a kindergartner about sex and pleasuring yourself and like it gets a lot worse from there this is stuff they don't need to know and it's actually grooming techniques um, that all these predators use is getting kids comfortable and talking about it and then like i'm hearing stories of these teenager teenage girls going well is it harassment if my male teacher is talking to me about this stuff like and all these boys start talking to them about sexual stuff. Is it homework or is it harassment? Like it's, it's really not okay. And they're pushing this stuff and they're pushing it in conservative areas too. Like it's not just California, which leads the way in a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, but it's Texas, it's Tennessee, it's all over. And the entertainment industry works hand in hand um, because they have, it's like, it's, it all works together. And I wish the body of Christ was at that point where we could be like, hey, we're gonna take our country back. Hey, we're gonna start pushing truth again. Hey, like, and we'd work with, with lobby. Uh, um, we'd work with politicians, we'd work with policymakers, we'd work with education and entertainment and because that's what they're doing. And it's been very successful in tanking the morality. Um, but yes, we fight. We fight for in school boards. Um, we do do that. My husband's spoken at a few. My mother is, and she has a group of friends that's very active too. And there, we need to start holding these people accountable. Um, that's just that has to happen. Um, these elected officials, these and even school board um, people on the school board, all of them, we have to hold them accountable. And something too, I have a lot of friends that are starting to run for the school board. So like be part of the solution. Um, it's extremely important. I, I was homeschooled until eighth grade. I, I think that's very valuable to do that too. I, it's, it's gonna take a fight and you're not probably going to, you're not gonna see an immediate win unless everybody jumps in and um, it may take a minute. Um, so I think you have to, talk about that and make those kind of personal decisions. But I also don't like how the whole public school system is set up. Um, I don't like how um, they've got lobbyists that push in these curriculums and Planned Parenthood is so involved and they want to over-sexualize children so that they get more money from abortions and things like that. Um, And all these laws, it's all set up from lobbyists and these different it's kind of, it's really disgusting. Um, So I hate that whole part of it, but so I think, I really think the church needs to provide um, and needs to think about another solution to that. And I have some ideas on that for sure, because it's our future. Our children are our future and we can't leave that to chance, whether that is, um, leave that to the government. One of the people I follow said, you can't send your child to Caesar and be surprised when he comes back Roman and I was just like oh oh like you know no matter and I see that I see good 
good families have, you know, and they love their kids and their kids, by the time they come back from high school or college, it's like, are you from the same family? Like what happened? And it's just, they're around a peer group and they're around teachers and you can't be alone. And even we've sent a lot of, um, my husband and I used to scout and train and send performers into the entertainment industry. But like even people like Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus grew up in a Christian home. Um, Rihanna was as a Christian singer um, from a Christian family. But when you're out there by yourself, it's so easy for the enemy to attack you and you just get kind of lost. And like, it's been sad to see a lot of people kind of fall into that. Um, and I'm praying for them and, uh, you know, I love them, but my heart's kind of grieved and I'm praying for good people to come and surround them. And there have been people that have stayed true and are on fire. And, but I think we have to have people around us. Like we can't do it by ourselves. We need people. Um, the body is meant to unite, but also to move together. Um, so <laughs> that's good. I think, I think too, about the entertainment industry and, um, I'm really passionate about the entertainment industry. I have been since, since I was a little girl and I'm such a creative one. So I'm, I have to be careful what I let in. I became the children's pastor in my twenties. And then I was mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, I don't want to watch anything yeah. that I wouldn't let them watch. And I want everything I do to be pure. And it just totally recalibrated. Mm -hmm. And I know that's an extreme way of living and I'm not judging other people for what they do. I'm being led by God yeah. in what I do. And, and it's brought yeah. more freedom for me and to me. So how can the church help encourage the entertainment industry? Because we do see all these incredible movies being made. And then oftentimes these Christian movies, low budget will be made. And I'm like, the church has so much money. Where are we putting the mm -hmm. money? that we're not able to make these amazing high caliber films like others in Hollywood. Mm. What, how would you speak into that for those who are listening? I'll, um, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, I think it, we're called to be excellent and, um, you know, we've got to do everything to the best of our ability. And Yaku and I know, like, we're not the best at a lot of different things. And we need a lot of professional people, people that are, you know, the best in their area. That's, um, that's a good way to up the quality. Um, could talk a lot on that. But yeah, we need to be excellent. Um, I feel like, yeah, the church, it's new. It's different for the church. And I'm really glad that Christians are stepping into that. And I think we've, we've made some mistakes, but we've also made some good things too um, as a Christian filmmaking community. And I like to consider myself an independent filmmaker that's a Christian. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's how I would classify myself. But um, there's the films that we've made, we haven't had a high budget for it. And you can see that on the screen at times, um, for sure. There's a definitely, or, you know, there's also films that just waste money and you can't see where it went. Um, so you have to be good stewards too. Yeah. And I think there's training that we probably need to take that would help um, that. Um, the Movie Guide is a Christian organization that does some training. That's great. There's a lot of of good people and there's a lot of there's a lot of Christians too out in Hollywood that are professional that have been working for years um I think a big thing people need is they need good stories um there's a lot of actors out there that have to audition for these parts that just make them sick every day or they don't have anything to audition for because they're not <laughs> yeah um so we need really good stories I think it starts with story and then those stories need to have funding um, and good directors and, and producers to hire the right people. Um, so yeah, that's, and there's some good distribution companies that are coming out that are uh, promoting morally good content. And um, yeah, so. I think that's that. cool. You know, I think it's great. And I will say, I'm not gonna like, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, so I'll be very bare minimum, okay? 
But the project that you guys are working on low key right now, that's what I'll call it, is so excellent. <laughs> it's so amazing. And also it's Thank one you. of those things you're like, wait, Christians made this, but the message behind it are, is like, it's gonna reach the world. And that's another thing Christians don't need to be afraid of is reaching the world but your heart needs to do it without compromise. And I love that you and Yaku yeah. have taken on such a creative project in the entertainment industry that I know you'll be able to talk about more one day, but I, that's what I love too. It's like, if somebody did a movie on this, on the life of mm -hmm. David, it would probably be rated R it's real. It we was. read rated R all the time in the word of God, but yeah. God in his redemption, yeah. you know? And so it's like, we don't need to live rated R. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, but you can tell the stories of what's really happened and bring people into who God really is and his, the power of redemption. But I, I think that's and amazing to see y'all do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I think what it comes down to is, is, is being excellent. Um, but it's gotta be training. Like, what do they say? Say 10,000 hours worth of, if you spend 10,000 hours worth on, on something, then you're a professional in whatever it is. You master the so, craft. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's watching films, it's studying it, it's working behind the scenes, it's learning. It's not just, Hey, this is my first thing, or I haven't done anything, you know, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So that, that will, that will show it's um, God may have called you to something, <laughs> praise God, which is awesome, but train in your craft. Like you want to be the best you can be. And as a perfectionist, I feel like the Lord has pressed on me. Done is better than perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Um, and, you know, praise God that he works through our mistakes because there's stuff I see in my, in my things all the time. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could have fixed that too late now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, God still moves. That's the important thing is um, like with eight days, it was a, it was a 40,000, but yeah, $40,000 um, budget like volunteer project and so it the quality is you know it was made it was terrible. I felt like I was literally watching a, I thought it was so the story was so good and the main character just had my heart she was so phenomenal yeah. I seriously thought I was watching her literal life on a live stream or something that's that's amazing and and that's what it was about is the whole point was to show what happened from a victim's perspective so like, and God has showed up over and over again and used that little project and everybody that volunteered their time to help so many other people. So that's, you know, that's just, it's, it's show up, do what you can do the best that you can. Um, that's really can. impacted my life too, to hear you say that work with what you have in your hands and done is better than perfect because so many of us <laughs> feel like, you know, even for the next America, you know, there's a level in which I had really lost vision for it at the end of season one. I couldn't do the studio anymore for different reasons. And then I was just like, because I saw where it could go, I, I wasn't able to just do what we're doing now, but also I had lost yeah. vision. I lost vision for it and I didn't feel comfortable moving forward with something I didn't have vision for with the Lord. Cause it was important to me to know that I was building with God. So mm -hmm. we're back now with, um, inquisitive conversation. You know what I'm saying? But okay, let's dive what? into this. Let's, uh, I want, I want to really catch people here at home with this. So we have, you know, the family mountain, which is most pivotal. Jesus had 12 disciples. They were like mm -hmm. family. He had his three beloved, you know, his mom, his brother were with mm -hmm. him. Family is an important aspect of God and his mm -hmm. heart. Right. And, um, and then we have education and entertainment, which I would also throw media up there. Those three things yeah. are educating the world and it mm -hmm. may not even be truth, right? So yeah. when you look at this, if you were to talk to anybody at home today and you're like, man, I'm telling you, you have a voice, whether you feel called to the sphere of influence or not with education, entertainment and family, what practical solutions would you encourage them to start walking mm -hmm. in today? Even if you've already said it, I yeah. just want to recap no. and really encourage people because some of you are sitting at home and you're like complaining about things and I get it. We've yeah. all been there, but it probably means you're called to do something. And the first step Jeez. I would say is pray, but there's practical mm -hmm. other ways for these people to like get up and be like, Oh, yeah. sometimes you just need to hear, Oh, I didn't know I could do yeah. that. Or, Oh, I could do yeah. that. I'm not able to do this yeah. full time, but I can yeah. do this once a month. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, I'm going to take a higher view for a minute and then I'll get into 
yeah. a little more practical things because I was seeing um I grew up with I bought the lie that what I did and how I interacted with people like didn't mean anything like I could disappear and nobody would care kind of stuff I believed that and I walked at it for a lot of my life like what I did didn't matter and after I got married um, coming up on 14 years and it's not I, my parents didn't reinforce that intentionally um, it wasn't something I had been told it's what I had um, I don't know my sensitivity had processed that and came to that conclusion so I would not show up I would not show up a lot. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to bring them down or, you know, crowds were stressful. I don't like speaking. Um, I, when I first, God told me to speak and I, I literally had the Sarah response of like laughing, like you've got to be kidding me and ran away from that. But, and I, my, when I first started speaking, I had the hands sweating and like, it was, awful like my stage fright my nervousness so I I would just not show up and my husband came to me and, <laughs> and he said you know Philippa people miss out when you're not there they miss out on what you have to say and and what you bring they they miss out and he kept kind of guilting me with it which I needed um and and I have a friend Katie Walker that um She's the one I do a show with, and we've we've written a few books. And she's she had a word from the Lord about um, God's created women to be influencers. And I definitely never saw myself as an influencer, like ever. Like I, in the back of my head, it was there that you know what I did didn't matter. And it just hit me this word, like God made women to be influencers. And in the book, um, it's called it's called Arise you're called to be a woman of influence. Um, and it, it's really changed my life because the word was um, the devil came to Eve. Why did he go to Eve with the apple? And Kate, my friend Katie's like, I, I don't know. Why did he do that? And um, the Lord said, because the devil could get to anybody through Eve. He knew that he could get to Adam through Eve. And like it started with women, sin started with women. And I feel like it's going to change with women. Like we have no idea how powerful we are. Um, and I, I'm going to go back to um, when I was writing, I'm not ashamed, which is the Columbine story. I, I'm not, you know, not a professional psychologist or anything, but I would research these, I researched Rachel a lot, but I also researched her killers a lot. And they have journals and read all of that stuff and read a lot of psychoanalysis. And one of the interesting things um, they cited over these kids and over people like them is rejection of women. Like, and that just, it's so interesting to me over those boys and over so many other people that end up kind of like that. It was a rejection from women and it may have been mom. Um, you know, there's a lot of other things that play into those goes then to things but that was a consistent one that kind of like um was really interesting to me rejection from women so my i talked a lot about this with my husband about um he counsels men he's not a counselor he's more of a mentor but he's like philippa you need to tell women women need to know how powerful they are like what they do affects us if they like he's like i feel everything and i take it personal like there's something wrong with me if you're in like not in a good mood or I don't look good enough for you or I'm not measuring up to your standard like it affects him and so he's he's we've gone through different things and I felt like the Lord said women in this hour you can be a Delilah or you can be a Ruth <laughs> like you can like we have that kind of power as women over over our families husbands societies we have a lot of influence we aren't aware of um, that we're affecting people and um, we're and that's what that that revelation did is just the words that I use affect people my attitude affects people um, I believe we're made in the image of God and he spoke and the world was created he is a creator what am I creating am I creating life and with my words am I creating death 
Um, and I like, so that's a big thing I want people to grab onto is be very self-aware and conscious of, I am influencing the world around me because that's how God made me. Um, I'm made in his image. He, you know, um, we're influencing people. And so for, yeah, we can change Delilah, you know, changed, brought down a mountain of a man. It was a woman, you know, when thousands of Philistines couldn't bring this guy down, it was a woman. And Esther, um, you know, she saved her whole kingdom. Like it's her whole people. So this is the power I feel like God has given us that women haven't fully um, stepped into or understood. And we go into that in the book, but I really feel like it's very important that we understand that now that women step up. And I believe when women step up and start speaking into men again, like they're going to step up too. Um, and like, that's how we start taking back our families. It starts in the individual. It starts in the individual. And then it's going to start going to your husband, your spouse and your kids. And then your community, it goes out. You cannot be effective and change in your community. If it's not in you, if it's not in your family, it's, you have to start here and in the family. So um, that's my high, uh, <laughs> high view of, of what's going on and what we need to step into. Um, practically, we have to, you know, focus on these issues. Like this is where our next, this is where our future is. It's kids. It's, it's family, it's kids. What is it's entertainment and education? That's what is affecting these kids. We have to focus on it as, as a church body. Um, we have given up so much ground and we've got to fight. We've got to defend ourselves and fight to get it back. Um, they, yeah, the enemy has really gone after family and he's using morality. There is a fascinating study. Um, it's a book written in 1934 where this guy studies, he studied 5,000 years worth of civilization. And so interesting, um, he studied morality and what happened when societies embraced sexual immorality is they fell within a hundred years. And he said, the thing that kept consistently kept these societies like healthy more than anything else was, was purity before marriage like monogamous relationships, like the highest level of society, like, and this was, he's just, this is not a Christian guy, but he studied 5,000 years worth of different civilizations, like 86 different. Um, and it was, yeah, purity before marriage and having um, one spouse in lifetime. Like those were the things that kept the society going and healthy the longest. And so, and yeah, within three generations, within about a hundred years, when they embrace sexual immorality. So this, what they're doing in attacking children in entertainment and education, it is to destroy, the enemy came to steal, kill and destroy. It is to destroy families, it's to destroy the individual and it's ultimately to destroy the nation. So for the next America to happen, we're gonna fight back. We have to fight back in these areas. And the enemies use sexual immorality. So we've got to turn back to God and to purity and immorality and truth. Um, you know, two genders, like that shouldn't even be a, I, I, I can't even, um, but yes. So truth, morality, we have to fight back. That's what, that's what it comes down to. I love it. Cause it's like root. That's the root right there. That's not just like yeah. bandage, band-aid solutions right there that's literally the jugular yeah. of that is heaven's normal what you just said yeah. and the world has been caving in on us through entertainment and through mm -hmm. media and through education and and we have to remember that we need to stay grounded in who god said we are not who the world says we are anyways i just i feel like such a mom but i love what you just said yeah. it's powerful yeah so like what we're one of the things we're focusing on um in our ministry is is porn has become normalized. Um, I mean, and when kids see that at eight years old, eight to 11 is the average age of exposure. It's so easy with access to internet to see 
images um, and kids are sending nudes to each other in elementary school. It's like, yeah. it's really, um, so anyway, you get exposed to this and then you think it's okay. You think it's normal. Um, so you have, we have to re-educate. We have to get rid of, I mean, there's people in church that are like church elders. Like they say that 50% of pastors are into porn um, and, you know, church elders will defend porn and, um, you know, just knowing where that leads and it creates demand. Like these are the kind of things. Um, yeah, I feel like, and I love your book, Holy Revolution. Like God is calling a, a pure bride. He's calling a pure and holy bride. And there's some things that we have in our own personal lives that we've said, this is okay. This is normal. It's okay if she watches it with me. It's okay if I watch it with my husband. Um, well, HBO, it's on HBO. It's not really pornography. Um, you know, like we've, I had friends in college that would watch pornography with their mother. Like it's, I had friends that were teenagers that would be at parties and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, boy, I grew up in a bubble, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's um, I grew up in a bubble <laughs> that got me. I'm sorry. No, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I just think I always felt like I was the one that would hear the stories more than anything. And I remember some girl across the street when we were little showed us her older sister showed us a video. And I just remember how dark it felt. I was like, I can't believe. And, and I think one of two things happen in a kid and they can't control it that young. Yeah. And for me, I was repulsed and disgusted mm. and grieved by it. And others become inquisitive depending on how it showed to them. To me, it just felt dark yeah. the way it all happened. But I just, I'm, I'm just feel so, you know, there's so many women who are even battling pornography and that's not talked about. It's usually the men. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it's, it's no, everybody, not everybody, but like yeah, it's, it it's the two, the all two genders, all two sexes. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's really true. And yeah, so we've, we've got to combat that and fight that. But, um, yeah, we're allowing, we're allowing these things. Um, one of the images God's given me, I, I love Frank Peretti books and there's this one he wrote called the oath. It's mm -hmm. about sin. And I'm so visual. I just, I, this has stayed with me for years. Um, he, he wrote sin as this, this dragon and, um, this guy had had an affair and that's why the dragon was there. And, at first he's like, Oh, this is beautiful. I, I can play with it. It's fine. Like, but it kept growing and it kept growing till where he couldn't hide it. You know, it got above the trees and then it's so big, it's going to devour him. Like that's what sin is. Um, like, and that's, yeah. When, when Eve ate the apple, Adam ate the apple, that's when sin came in and the consequences of sin is death. Like, that's what it is. And you may not see it immediately. Adam and Eve didn't die immediately, um, but they did die. Um, yeah. So I believe God is gracious. Thank God for his mercy because mercy, <laughs> every one of us has fallen short. Yeah, I fall short often, um, yeah. many times, but we can't allow and tolerate these things um, yeah. for sure. That's good. You know, and props to my mom out there who didn't let us watch certain TV shows or certain TV channels. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for the protection. I was way too young to be making those decisions and understanding the consequences that came with it too. Yeah. And that's where you parents need to come in. Like you have to remember when you were a child, like even 18 mm -hmm. guys, even some things I would joke about in college. Okay. You think, oh, you should know better in college. But like, I would never joke or do some of the things I did in college, let alone, you know, elementary school, high school. So where are the parents going to step in for these high school or junior high elementary and younger and help them know and understand the value of their decisions and the weight of their decisions. And that yeah. there are usually, you know, in Deuteronomy 30, um, it talks about that every day we're presented life and death. There's life and death mm -hmm. and an option that we're presented and one leads to life, one leads to destruction. What are we going to choose? And I think parents, mm -hmm. you haven't, you are not going to be held, be the helicopter parents. You're not going to be the ones that are like, 
overbearing if you're just checking in with your kids and caring enough mm-hmm. if you're not their friends are showing them something that you're not talking about or making room for oh that's that's so important um there's a, there's a book I'm reading I think it's hold on to your kids <laughs> reading mm-hmm. a lot um and the basic premise at the beginning is that right now society kids their their biggest relationships are with their peers and then they're with teachers all day and that and the school system has kind of undercut the role of the parents so no wonder like we're having all these issues is how it's set up and um, I would just encourage parents to show up to be parents you're not going to be perfect you're going to make mistakes but um, one of the women I, I love um, she's a mentor she says her biggest a piece of advice is apologize and apologize quickly to your kids. And I'm from a, um, my household, it's like, it was, that was not a thing that was practiced. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're never wrong. You stick to your decision as a parent, as an authority figure. But I'm like, I want my kids to know how to apologize, that it's okay to apologize. Um, you're going to make mistakes, but show up. That's the biggest thing that, um, one of the things we deal with with trafficking victims is it's something in the family a lot of times and it, they could be you know have both parents working great area whatever but you know there may be a physical or mental kind of abandonment or just the parents not present um that is a consistent thing we see and you know i was thinking about abuse earlier like there. <laughs> our abuse like percentages are off the charts and um we're seeing it like watch and learn like that's what we're seeing in pornography and people are acting it out like why do you think our numbers are getting so big um but it's you hit something that's very important parents have to be present yeah um be a parent don't let the government don't let teachers don't let them be the parent it's you god chose you to be the parent of that child and it is an absolute miracle. Conception is a miracle. One in eight women struggle getting pregnant and one in four have lost a child. Um, so it's not, it is an absolute miracle. Um, I want people to understand um, God has a plan and purpose for your life. Like no one is an accident. Your child was not an accident. It wasn't planned. I hate when people say that. Um, like there, it's a miracle um, that you were born, your child was born, and God has a plan and purpose for your life. And we've got to show up. Um, the one that the project that we are working on that I hope I can talk about more, um, that's the big thing we're hitting on is we need people. Um, every person matters. Yeah. Um, so, and it, yeah, what you're doing, I'm like, I'm not great at a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm really like, there's some things I can do and I'm going to do my best at them, the best that I can do, but we need every, every person, people in medical fields and all over the place, law enforcement and teachers. And like, we need everybody to step up where they're called to be specifically in families, but in everything yeah. we need you. We do. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. I think this is really profound and I always love where these conversations go because I never know. And I'm so excited we don't have to like do it in television show format. We can go a little longer. And so I'm so grateful for your time. Now, that word that you shared, I have not read your book yet, Arise. And I need to read that. That is so powerful and it is so true. I really feel the Lord on women right now and the power of women's voices. And we've been talking about that a lot behind the scenes. So go get the book, Arise. Where can they purchase your book? Thanks. It is available on Amazon. Great. Um, it's also available on, um, I think you can find it on my links as well, but Amazon, you can get it. I love it. That's awesome. And I, I just so grateful. I really see you guys putting in the work. You're not just talking about something. You're actually part of God's solution and what's happening. And so I just want to encourage all of you tuning in to mobilize and be part of us. I hope this was insightful. Um, if you're tuning in, subscribe, leave a written review, share this with your friends. And if you want to become a monthly supporter, because all the media we do is from the kindness of my heart for free 99. But if you want to become a monthly supporter of all the things media and all the things we want to build in the future, um, go to 
Patreon. You can see it in the comments below on the podcast or the comments below on YouTube, but subscribe, like, share all the fun things and help spread the word of what God's doing in the next America. And Philippa, how can people connect with you? Um, I am Philippa A. Boyens and that's weirdly spelled, um, but do that. But like, like I was talking earlier, put your money where your mouth is. Like what Jamie Lynn is doing is she is, she's got a platform. She's speaking truth. We pray that this reaches a lot of people um, and reaches who it's supposed to, but this would be a great thing to invest in and to and invest in a person that is called to bring light and to shed light and positive solutions for the next America. Um, so I highly, I, I appreciate you, Jamie Lynn, and just anybody that feels called or led to, to help and support. Um, Cause we, we do need each other. We need, we need camera people. We need sound people. We need yeah. whatever you're called to let's link arms um, as the body of Christ and yeah. move and, fight back and take back our culture come on i love it we have so much exciting things to look for on the horizon but if we don't start doing it today it's not going to be exciting when that time comes so um well i just pray i just pray blessing over you philip and yaku and all that god's doing in your lives and for everybody tuning in that you know, you do have a place in entertainment. You do have a, a place in education. You do have a place as um, a man or a woman in the family unit. You have an important role to play and God put you on this earth for a reason. So we bless you and we pray that God will pour his wisdom out on you for blueprints, just as it says in Proverbs and wise, witty inventions to move forward with, with God and that he would provide all the resources that you need to accomplish his solutions on earth as it is in heaven yes. in Jesus name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much, Philippa. And remember what we do today determines the next America we live in tomorrow. Stay tuned for our next week's episode. Follow me on Jamie Lynn Walnow on YouTube. Follow us, the next America show on Instagram and all the beautiful things. Share it with your friends. Thank you. And I look forward to being part of this tribe with you. Thank you so much for tuning into the next America It would be such a joy to have you join our tribe. Our tribe consists of men and women who are monthly supporting, discipling women with Set Apart Women and The Next America. We want to help disciple men and women to go into the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them how to pray, teaching them how to do the things Jesus commanded us to do. If you want to join the tribe and help sow into this monthly, please visit jamielynnwallnow.com and become a monthly patron.